and welcome back to the Across the Pod NFL podcast. It's time for another team season preview, and it's time it's a turn off the Washington Commanders. With me, I've got a returning guest who came on for last year's episode. Who knows what the team was called back then? Back with me is National Vintage League's Chris Milner. How are you, mate? Good to see you, Andy. Very happy to be back. I was actually trying to find that podcast this morning in preparation for this episode because I don't remember, but I'm pretty sure at some point after I was going like, yeah, Carson Wentz will be great, but if not Heineke, but don't worry because we've got Sam Howell if everything goes wrong. But I couldn't, I couldn't clip the audio in time to just be like, I told you all. But yeah, <laughs> that's what the theme of this podcast is going to be. I told you all. I mean, if I'm right in saying it, which is, goes against what you just said, you said it was a Carson Wentz revenge tour last, this time last year? I did, I did, I did. And then I, and then I brought that revenge tour officially to a close um <laughs> when uh we lost to the browns um but yeah that was a, a shocking series of events however it um yeah it led to us getting emmanuel forbes so can't complain mm, fair fair what play with yourself all's good i, I know you're going to is it dublin this weekend you're going to for the college game is that right that's right yeah heading over to dublin uh, on Saturday for a quick flyby back out on Sunday to hang out with um, Nat Coombs and Ben Isaacs over there. Um, ben, whose book has just come out, got a big up Ben on the on the new book. Everyone should check out if you're an NFL fan in the UK. Uh, and um, yeah, just so happy to sort of have football back, uh, you know, get excited again. Not that I ever stopped being excited, but it's nice to have like palpable, you know, tactile things to enjoy rather than just hope. And with the store, is it a case where um, I can only assume it gets more busy when the season starts? Or is it a case where it's as busy in the summer as it is in the season? No, uh, it would be great if it was. But sadly, due to the fact that literally no American sports are played past like the month of July, it gets it gets into a period where people prefer to go on holiday than buy vintage jerseys, uh, which is totally understandable. Um, but yeah, very happy that the season's starting again. Yeah, I can imagine. And I, I'm still planning at some point to return to the shop at some point to um find some... I think I came the last time. I didn't actually buy anything. I think I bought something for my friend. Was it a Tim Duncan jersey I bought? I can't remember now. I remember buying... I've still got in my room a few of the stickers you gave me. And I believe I bought a hat off you guys as well. But I remember, yeah, the main purchase was Tim Duncan Spurs jersey. Spurs jersey, yeah, I remember. Um, well, which currently doing, actually. Thank, thanks for the promo. Nice segue. <laughs> Um, pre-season sale on the site. So 30% off all NFL and all NCAA. So people can hit the site now and go and um, try and get uh, get some cheap gear ready for, for week one before all your hopes and dreams turn to dust, <laughs> Jets fans. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I'm buying into the hype, see. I know I shouldn't be saying that as a Dolphins fan, but I do, I do worry about them. It's the hard knock syndrome, mate. You go yeah. on hard knocks, everyone gets hype about you, and then you, you know... The, the hype is too big and you can't fulfill it. it was, even the Lions did amazingly last year, but they still didn't live up to their hard knocks hype, you know. And they were one and six at one point as well last year. They were almost almost one of the worst teams in the entire league and it could have been an entirely different different prospect. Um, so, heading into the commanders in terms of your ins and outs, uh, the main outs include uh, Taylor Heineke, uh, running back um, to just J.D. McKissick, the aforementioned Carson Wentz, as well as Bobby McCain, Cam Sims, cornerback Kendall Fuller, and he's not left yet, but you may leave because you did decline the fifth-year option of Chase Young. And ins include the likes of, as well as re-signing Darren Payne and NFL UK's favourite FA... Oh, go on. I think Kendall Fuller's still on the roster. 
let me just double check that. I was um, going by the website. Maybe it's changed because it's not the best sport for finding out sometimes who's gone and out. Um, you, have a look. you were right with all the rest of them. Um, <laughs> and I'm happy to see them all go with the exception of Cam Sims, who I think is was uh, underutilized and much better than, than he was given credit for. And JD McKissick, who was also wonderful, but sadly injury prone. Uh, but yeah, I've just checked, and yeah, he is still the team. So apologies to the listeners and those watching on YouTube. Well, that's um, why I'm here, Mo. You can, you, I know you put in these little trick ones to see if I'm really a fan, see if I <laughs> am actually up to date on who is coming in and out of my team. I am. Uh, but carry on. I didn't mean to interrupt. Yes, we have re-signed to Ron Payne. Yes, we have. Yeah, NFL UK's favourite FA Abada, and the one we constantly have to hear about. Um, quarterback Brissett has come in. Uh, offensive linemen such as Nick Cates, or Nick Hayes, sorry, Andrew Wiley, Cody Butler. Uh, uh, Nick Gates, uh, Nick Gates from the Giants, uh, our centre offensive um, line on that one. Guard centre and an absolute mauler. Um, and I'm very happy to have him on the team. Giants fans are always upset to see him go. You always love it when you sign a player or trade for player. And then you go to like their team subreddit or something. And all of the fans are like, Man, we should never have let him go. He was really good. La la la. You know, it's like, oh yes, we've got that with Nick Gates, got that with Jacoby Brissett. Um, even to a point with Andrew Wiley, who is also someone we brought in from the Chiefs. Um, Byron Pringle also came over from the Chiefs, probably gonna compete for that fifth um wide receiver spot. Uh very exciting time to be a Washington fan. And speaking of which, of course, uh, we will go on to draft in a minute. But of course, the most exciting in really and out for, for Commanders fans really has been off, off the field and in, in the front office. Now, Dan Snyder, who has been by far the worst owner in the league for God knows how many years, he's been kicked out, basically, and now being replaced by Josh Harris. Um, so, first of all, for you, Chris, you mentioned it on the vacuum show, so do give that a listen if you haven't yet. Um, how excited are you to have him gone, first of all, Dan Snyder, but also what are you expecting or hoping out of this new uh, new ownership group? Uh, I, I I hope nothing because they've already surpassed the expectations, I think, of, of most Washington fans. Most fans that have to have had to endure the Snyder era, um, even the day he left, regardless of any other changes that would have been forthcoming or potentially in the in the pipeline, was like a Super Bowl for us. Um, you know, I, I can't understate it enough. It was you don't realize quite how vilified a franchise can be by the national media and people in general if the owner is a terrible person um and the the fans but also all the players on the team have really suffered and have been the butt of a lot of jokes for a long time and rightly so because you know we were terrible and it was mainly to do with this absolute bleep word running our organization um, so, like I said, just the fact that he's not there anymore has given us all more hope than we could have ever dreamed or asked for. And coupled with that, you bring in Josh Harris, a guy that has the history, maybe not winning championships, definitely getting to the playoffs, definitely being competitive, definitely has a history in owning successful franchises. And he's already made changes. If you're following the, like the Washington Beat reporters, just little things, you know, he's put the soda fountain back in the uh, press room. You know, we've got bigger screens. We've got fans at training camp. We've got bleachers. People are being looked after. And as he was a Washington native, Chevy Chase, born and born and bred, grew up, 
you know, walking down East Capitol Street, going to RFK, watching that early 90s, late 80s, early 90s era of Washington Redskins dominance. The guy gets it, you know, he understands the past. He gets that this is one of the proudest franchises in NFL history. And that has been lost and we have been vilified. And, you know, whether it's Dan Snyder or the name change or, you know, the off the field stuff with quarterbacks or anything, you know, it's been us, the Jets, the Browns, the Lions for as long as you can remember. All right. And I am really happy that all of those franchises are now turning the corner and giving their long-suffering fan base a bit of hope for this season. Yeah, I mean, whilst I don't, I don't contone the Jets doing well for obvious reasons and the Browns, <laughs> yeah. for the same reason, um, it's nice in the Lions particularly. Um, Tina hasn't had the longest current streak. Only, um, I think we're the second actually in that list, but they're the most longest years without a playoff win. Um, so I think 1990 was their last playoff win um, or something like that. So it's been... It's been a long time for the Lions. I think that it is good. That's why we love the sport so much, is that these teams who have been rubbish for all these years can suddenly become good. And the Bengals and Bills fans have been rewarded for many years of the same thing. So hopefully it's um, more of the same from the Lions this year. For, for, for yourself, having got to know you on a personal level, I hope they do well as well, the Commanders. And it um, should be an interesting season. Uh, I don't know whether you saw um, Josh Harris. He's um, on last night on the coverage with, with Joe Obviously I did. Yeah, <laughs> I was watching it live. There was no way I was going to miss a Sam Howell snap. I'm very glad I didn't. Um, I thought he looked insane. But yeah, the best moment of the night was Josh Harris drunkenly having to go and talk to Joe Buck and Troy Aitman. Um, clearly wasted, which I love. Um and the fact, do you remember when he first signed the team, he bought everyone in the bullpen for 106.7 Grant and Danny a beer. He bought a thousand people beers on the opening day wow. that went for the sale party. And he called into the show and was like, would it be okay if I bought everyone in the bar and in the other bar a drink? Dan Snyder's never bought a drink for anyone in his life. <laughs> Josh Harrison, his first day, bought every fan that came out a beer. So he can do whatever he wants. If he wants to turn up absolutely wasted, walk up to Troy Aitman and go, hey, F you, man. You know what I mean? <laughs> F the Cowboys on live TV. Everyone would just be like, good, that's it, right, Josh. So yeah, he went for the handshake. It's hilarious. Commander social media team all over it. Uh, I think they finished it with like, uh, good game, Eagle, uh, good game uh, Ravens. And then it was just <laughs> going for the handshake. <laughs> But yeah, I'm all Josh Harris can do no wrong as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, and of course, he is also the owner of the 76ers and the New Jersey Devils. Um, and of course, the first draft of the he was he wasn't there at this time. Um, but well, it could, could be the last draft of Ron Rivera. But you took Emmanuel Forbes, you mentioned before, cornerback seventh overall, sorry, 16th overall from Mississippi State, one of your seven draft picks. Uh, you took the cornerback Chartavius Martin from Illinois, 47th overall, and took Arkansas center Ricky Stromberg, 97th overall, to name just a few. So in terms of that, obviously, that leads into, obviously, he didn't go for quarterback. You're sticking with Sam Howell. You did get Brissett as his backup. But obviously, they've named him now as a starter. Just how are you feeling about Sam Howell in terms of what you can do this season and having put someone like Brissett as the backup sort of behind him? Uh, well, let's start with Kobe. I was over the moon when we signed Brissett as the backup because 
Uh, I always wanted him as our backup the whole time we were talking about who could it potentially be. I was never in on the big, big name sweepstakes. I was, I truly was like, Sam Howell is legit. And any knocks or criticisms against him are based on hearsay and what people have read rather than what they have watched. Um, so it's such an easy narrative to be like, oh, fifth round pick. It was a fifth round pick because... He lost all his weapons in his third year at UNC. He was projected to be the first overall quarterback if he'd come out as a sophomore. So let's put that narrative to bed. And let's also go back. The trade down uh, from 11 to um, uh, from eleven last year when we passed on Chris Olave, Saints took him. Out of that trade, we got Jahan Dotson, Brian Robinson, and Sam Howell, right? And Cole Turner. It could go down as one of the greatest trade backs of all time. And by the way, if you want a late now late round quarterback, fourth round, baby. Fourth round. Fourth, yeah. And when did Tom and where did Tom Brady go? Sixth. So yeah. let's put that narrative to bed, shall we? Yeah, it's lazy. Dak Prescott, of course. I know he's popped, has his critics, but he was of all the people big. you could have picked there. <laughs> Mark Brunel, yeah. <laughs> Mark Bolger, right? Mark Ripien <laughs> went with bloody Dak. Get out of my feed. <laughs> Look at where you are. All right, read the room. All right, Doug Williams over there. You're insulting the man. I'll avoid mentioning Romo altogether. Then the undrafted pick that he was. Oh, I like Romo. <laughs> Romo's fine. I don't mind Romo. Romo's fun. Oh, so I've got my. I got my. I. Got, I think I had an awful time last season because whenever we played the Bills, ticket that wild card game, it was like he was he was dating Josh Allen in that playoff game on the commentary. It was just. He oh was, yeah, it was gushing. Oh, yeah, it was. Oh, awful, yeah. he was like, "Come on, like it, we're, we're we're almost beating him with third choice quarterback. Why aren't you? Why are you doing this to Skylar Thompson? Why? Why? Everyone knows Josh Allen's good. Everyone thought they were going to beat us by thirty points, and you're gushing over that when Skylar Thompson's come in and almost led us to one of the greatest upsets in recent years. So um, yeah, I hope he never does Bills Dolphins again. Well, we'll see. Now, before we go on to your win loss tie projection, um. Ron Rivera, of course, I mentioned him before. He is probably on right now, probably the hottest of hot seats. Maybe him and Brandon Staley are probably on some level in terms of no one knows whether he's even going to last the whole season. Now, he had a great time at the Panthers, apart from the end. He got to the Super Bowl. Hasn't had, I believe he was there the first year when he got to the playoffs. I can't remember whether he was there. I'm guessing he was, but hasn't been great since. Now, what's your take on Rivera and do you see him being there come week 18? Uh, yes, I do. Uh, Ron has, uh, get, again, gets far too badly maligned for no real reason. He literally single-handedly had to come into one of the most toxic cultures during one of the most difficult times of the franchise's history and try and steady the ship. The guy was never allowed to focus on football, even though he did despite all of the fact that all the media wanted to talk to him about was the name change and what's the new name going to be and what do you think about this and this and that. He also went through went through cancer treatment during COVID, um, but his drafts have been excellent. And he's built a roster now that is now the youngest roster in the NFL. Um, and if you look at his actual records with Carolina as well, first three seasons, he didn't do very well either. 
same with Washington. And then it was the fourth season that it all started turning around because by that point he'd built his roster. And I think that's what you're going to see this year. And I don't think Ron's going to go anywhere. I think Eric Bieniemy is going to walk into the role of the of the head coach next year. But I think Ron will be kept on in front office in some sort of capacity, maybe general manager, maybe um, player. Uh, I don't know, but there will there should be a role for him. Uh, and I think it would, he'd be hard done by if he's... Uh, force out because I actually think he doesn't get enough credit for how well he has done given how uh, problematic the the franchise has been during his tenure through none of none of none of what he did right um uh everything honestly he's he did everything he worked with was really good yeah there's a couple of whiffs you know Carson Wentz was a whiff we're all we're not going to deny that um but look at that roster right I, honestly look at that roster it's a beast right and you can say what you want you can be as historic as you want you can say oh well you know none of these guys were sp watch you watch this season it's going to be a whole new commanders mate uh speaking of new commanders um do you think there'll be a, a name change again with new ownership do you yeah, think I'm they'll so change tired. it at I'm all? so tired of this i'm so tired of this it's like for a long time, right, I really didn't want them to change the name from the Redskins, um, you know, because I felt like it was, um, you know, just a decision that, I don't know, it was it was a tough pill to swallow. I actually really liked the name of the Washington football team. I think it rolled off the tongue. I'd be very happy to go back to that. Um, like I always said, as soon as we start winning, no one will care. Um, so... Let's see in six weeks. Um, but lots of people have been signing this petition to get it back to the Redskins. And they're like, now it's over 120,000 signatures. It's like, okay, great. You found 120,000 people that are stuck in the past and, you know, don't really care about moving anything forward in any way. That's easy to do. You know, let's move forward. Let's move on. Let's move past this. You know, because yes, a lot of people, when they think of the Redskins, think of Sean Taylor and Joe Gibbs and Joe Theismann and Art Monk and Gary Clark. But a lot of people think of Dan Snyder and Jay Gruden and Robert Griffin and all of the terrible things that happened in the last 30 years. I think, and I'm happy to put the Redskins to bed, great days, great Super Bowl wins, great team, great franchise. Now it's the Commanders era, new era, new look, new owner, new team, new vibe new expectations, new narrative. And of course, you can do something that not any fa fan can do apart from yourselves. Is have, you can have a Redskins hat, a football team jersey, and a commander's jacket on top. You can have three different teams in one. It's great. Uh, the, the, my, my new holy grail is, because I only used to collect Sean Taylor jerseys, but now I want the Terry McLaurin rookie Redskins jersey, Terry McLaurin Washington football team jersey and Terry McLaurin commanders jersey because I think he's the only player that we have now that maybe John Allen but like yeah I think he was uh I mean he's definitely like the best receiver we've ever had um in franchise history already and the fact that he's had 11 different 10 or 11 different quarterbacks is sort of goes to show if he'd been on any other team this guy would be considered the best receiver in the NFL um, but like I said, new narrative time, time to change. Sam Howell, 1925, 188 yards, two touchdowns, 123.4 quarterback rating, 285 yards, three touchdowns, 120 quarterback rating over the first two preseason games. Beat those boys when they were going into the playoffs last year without breaking a sweat. And every single 
adjective you heard to describe him last night. And remember, last night, first game, national media, only preseason game on, world watching. Everyone started waking up yesterday. And now you look at Twitter. Wow, Pat McAfee, Sam Howell can really sling the pigskin, huh? Wow, this, this Sam Howell's pretty good. Yeah, we knew, bro. We've been saying it, but everyone's been saying, no, no, you don't know what you're talking about. Same old Redskins, blah, blah, blah. Watch. Trust me. Hey, well, that's a nice segue into our final section. It's going to be our- 17 and 0. We're going to win the Super Bowl. End. <laughs> Drop the mic. We're done. So, oh, yeah, let's go through it. Come on. Let's go through it. <laughs> the last season, you finished 8 8 and 1. Do you remember what your prediction was last year? Yeah, I think it was like 10 and 6. 11 and 6. Yeah, it's. Um, nice. You had confidence in it. it wasn't well, yeah, but, 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 but I will also say. We got absolutely screwed in both the Giants games on the Curtis Samuel uh, pass interference call in the end zone and the Terry Terry McLaurin lineup miss call on the second one. We also should have beaten the Vikings. So technically, it was ten and a half. And uh, shut up, whatever. You're forgetting that you had the call in your favor in the game, in the Eagles game and which and the Bears game as well. So it's all even self out. Yeah, true. <laughs> What's that? Called? I don't know. I don't remember that. Uh, anyway, new era. New yeah, commanders, uh, no Carson Wentz, no Taylor Heineke. <laughs> he can go to Atlanta and, you know, annoy Desmond Ritter over there. But, uh, yeah, we're good for quarterbacks now. I'm happy. Finally. So week, so week one um, is at home to the Arizona Cardinals. Colt McCoy, see you later. Week one's going to be sold out. FedEx rocking, going to don- absolutely donkey them. Okay. Uh, week two on the road to the Denver Broncos. Absolutely donkey them again. <laughs> That is two and zero start. So going into John Payton is going to get a rude awakening when our defense comes to town. Um, no, no, no. Honestly, uh, because I don't want to be too bullish here. So I might, I but because I know who our next two games are. Yeah. <laughs> let's say, let's say we don't beat the Broncos. <laughs> okay, because of the altitude or something. I'll I'll go one and one going into week three against the Bills at home, who we beat. Oh wow! Okay. That was not what I was expecting. That's uh, that'll be, that'll be a shock. the bills at home. Okay, I like that, and I'll, I'll be I'll be loving that if it happens in real life. That will really help us out in the division race. Um, week four, um, is... we lose to the Eagles, but then we'll beat them the second time. Okay, so I'm marking that now. So that is a three and two so far. Um, and then two and two. It's the three and two. If you're going to beat the Eagles, oh yeah, yeah, the second yeah. game, yeah, fine, yeah, yeah, yeah sorry. So then you play the Bears week five at home, uh, win, loss, or tie. That's, that's, a t- that's a tough one. I think that might be a bit of a trap game. It's easy to go, yeah, we'll beat them. But we played them on the Thursday night last year, and it was one of the worst games of football I've ever seen in my entire life. So um, I want to say we'll beat the Bears, but I think Justin Fields might be a little bit of a, an X factor this season. Um, but I can't say we lose to the Bears. Yeah, we beat the Bears. Hey, I I had the misfortune of being in that game as well. So that was um that was oh, wow. a, week, a week after um doing the work for Channel Five rather than the Broncos Colts game. Um it was two straight terrible games I saw on Thursday night. It was, yeah. it was not a good time for watching games. I don't like. even know if we scored I don't know if anyone scored a touchdown in that game, did they? I think maybe um, one. I can't I know it was like twelve nine the final score yeah. or something stupid. Broncos Colts is I've I've been to some terrible football games in my life, um our football. But that is by far the worst NFL game I've been to by a mile. That was bonga. And we went to overtime as well. That was the worst thing about it. That, you know, in the whole of Denver, everyone wanted to go home. No one wanted overtime. 
<laughs> everyone was booing Russell Wilson. It was um, such an awful, awful game. But I managed to get some work on TV, so I can't really judge the game too much because it's um, got a little bit of nostalgia for me. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, we beat the Bears. Okay. We, then your next game, week six, is a road game at the Atlanta Falcons. Beat them, obviously. Beat them last year. Beat them, we beat them every year. <laughs> and everyone always tips them to beat us. Yeah, historically, we beat them every time we play them. And yeah, it's Taylor Heineke. Oh, of course, he, if Ritter doesn't perform well, it could be Heineke back against... I've said he's, I said he's going to be starting by week four. He will be starting by week four. And then we're going to go in there and Emmanuel Forbes is going to pick him off five times. Uh, and that'll be that. So week seven is a road game in New York against Danny Dimes and the New York Giants. There are kryptonite, mate. There are kryptonite. The giant Danny Danny Jones owes Washington every cent of his contract extension because we <laughs> created a situation where he put highlight reel plays up against us. And that's what his agent was like. Let me show you some of the best any times. And it's always against Washington. So, yeah, I mean, I can't, I'd love to beat them. You know, we didn't manage to beat them last year. We didn't manage to beat them the year before. In fact, I think they rolled us. Uh, so I'd like to say we're going to beat them, but I think I'm, I'm going to say we're still, we'll still be kryptonited by, um, by the giants. Yeah. Hey. I'm going to be, see, do you see what, see what I did there? How mature like it, is yeah. this? Pretty Prediction, yeah, informed. All right, let's go. Yeah, I mean, it makes a nice change from your from your Carson Wentz revenge tour. Oh, I was so over last year. I was so overhyped. <laughs> well, I was, I was like all yeah. over the place. <laughs> this year, I'm quietly confident. Mm. I think that's better. I think that's better. I think you only get anything from being too overconfident because you expect them to do well. Whereas if you have a little bit of in your thought thinking, you know, we're not, we're not going to do well. We're not going to make the playoffs. We might just miss out. Anything more is a bonus, right? Yes. But here's the thing. I think we will do well, but I'm fine with everyone else thinking we won't do well. Mm. And that's what always annoyed me in previous seasons and why I was so soapboxy was because I was like, we're going to do good. You've, you've all got it wrong. I'm annoyed with you all. But they were all right. And I was wrong. But this season, and I know I say this every season, but this season, command center. Let's go. Take command. Hey. Left hand up. Let's go. So, so next game, what are we doing? What's get, well, where are we going now? Week seven. I actually, I think I have. I think I've given us a losing record so far. <laughs> no, it's five and three at the moment. Five and three. So it's a good. It's a good start. Who have I said we lost to? I said we lose to the Eagles, the Giants, and the Broncos potentially. Yeah, and yeah, you lose. It was one on one. Yeah, the Broncos. You beat the yeah. Bills. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah. Well, I have the misfortune of being at FedEx Field for the next game um, as you take on the Eagles. Won't be misfortune, mate. That'll be the best game you've ever seen when we absolutely batter them. Okay, well, I'll, I'll I'm take giving them week. I'm giving them. I'm giving them week four, but we're not. They're not going to roll us. I tell you that right now. Okay, I like that. I like that. Um, we Taylor can... Heineke beat him, mate. Taylor Heineke beat him. All right. Yeah. True. If he can the, beat the Howl, the Howlwitz uh, young wolf. Airwolf Sam Howell can defo beat him. <laughs> um, so week nine is a road game against the New England Patriots. Uh, yeah, smash them. Okay. And then week 10 is a road game again, but this time in Seattle against the Seahawks. Lose. Seattle are going to be good. Okay. And then week 11 is at home to the Giants. 
lose. Okay, and then week 12 um, at, I believe this is a Thanksgiving game, uh, at the Dallas Cowboys. Yes, baby. 100% <laughs> dub Thanksgiving. Ruin a few turkey dinners around the Dallas-Fort Worth area every single time we do it. Let's go. And we'll roll them, boys. You can put down an L in there if I can call them next week for the for the for the uh, home game as well. We're beating Dallas <laughs> both times this year. Brilliant. So Sam Howell said it at the end of last year. We're going to roll them boys next season, and I believe. Okay, I, I'm loving the confidence. I'm loving the confidence. It's. I um, mean, it's only against the Dallas Cowboys. I've given. I've split us against the Eagles, and I've got us taking up two losses in the division. Yeah. So at the moment, we're going to have the worst divisional record, but we're still going to win the division. So it doesn't matter. Wild card. See you later. Thank you. I'll take yeah. it. Um, so week 13, be careful what you say because you are a guest on this podcast. You're at home yeah, to Dolphins. I mean, yeah, I mean, the Dolphins are going to put on an absolute clinic. I think that Washington will be exposed in every asset of the game, every facet, every way will be embarrassed by what is clearly a far superior Dolphins team than I would say even the 72 Dolphins. I would say the 72 Dolphins carry the jock straps of the 2023 Miami Dolphins, Super Bowl winning Miami Dolphins. Oh, okay. Is that I what you wanted to hear? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's right. going in the soundbite. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, right. I'm loving it. I'm so I'm not used to this, you know. I'm not used to any preseason hype. Um apart from maybe a few fans who get optimistic, it's always a case where we're probably gonna go eight and eight back in the day or probably gonna go four wins. So it's I've seen a few people now tipping us to make a Super Bowl and I think that's probably a bit ambitious it's just nice to see people actually who aren't Dolphins fans predicting us to do this uh, the most uh, the most I would love to see is in your division just beat just finish above the Jets or the Bills and that's a win you know in terms of the end of season standing because no one's tipping you to come higher than third and I think that's unfair um so that's what I think if I was a Dolphins fan I would just be like I don't really care how we do as long as we do well within the division um so anyway that's what i'd hold on to if i was you yeah i think it's massive because we're doing josh allen before last season was six and one against us and you know, the jets beat us once last year and they really almost beat us second it was a terrible game in that final week nine thing was nine six but it's um you know that's been a big problem for us in recent years obviously the patriots for so many years would beat us every time certainly at, at home, I think in Miami is a different story. But I think if, as long as we can beat at least three or four times, or even two or four times, beat the Bills and the Jets out of those four games we play against both, I, I, I think that's progress. I think that we competed with the Bills last year, which we haven't done in really in a while. Competing with the Bills has always been like 20-point games, 30-point games. So the fact we beat them once, ran them close both times we lost, I think was a big step. And I think this year, if we can beat them both times, or beat the Jets both times, I think that is... That's a good sign. I think if we can do that, I think the division will probably be one or two games in it. I think that'll be a really important, some really important games if we can win those games. And I think it'll be a massive step towards how we finish the season. And I'm hoping we can do it. Mm. Interesting fact, watching uh, the game last night that was mentioned. Um, do you know that there's only been two Jets quarterbacks that have ever thrown for over 30 touchdowns in a season? Really? One was obviously Joe Namath. Do you know who the other one was? Um, I guess Mark Sanchez. Fitzy Ryan Fitzpatrick. Oh, what a legend. What a legend. <laughs> I don't think you can say Ryan Fitzpatrick without someone going, what a legend. Yeah. I mean, that's about as good a legacy you could ask for, you know. 
I don't okay. need rings. Just make sure every time someone says what a legend, every time my name's brought up, I'll take that <laughs> every day. That's great. Real, real cult hero. Um, <laughs> yeah. So week 14 should buy week. And then week 15 um, is a road game at SoFi Stadium against the Los Angeles Rams. Win. Okay. I mean, the Rams are not good at the moment. And unless they drastically improve this season from their expectations, I... I, I don't see them being good for a very long time. Sorry, Rams fans. But you sold out to get your Super Bowl and now you've got nothing left in the kitty for a while. I mean, I would take it, personally. Someone gives me one good year for 10 bad years, I, I would take it if it meant a ring. Um, but a bit, I, I will say that as long as... <laughs> uh, having just finished the Snyder area, I'm slightly less bullish on that <laughs> deal with the devil. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, uh, And also, I do think the Rams are being a little bit under valued in terms of as long as you can keep Donald Cup and Stafford healthy, that's three really Stafford isn't healthy. Stafford hasn't been healthy since he was at the Lions. That's uh, that's but... the problem you got. The guy's got no elbow. But of course it's only a year since he won a Super Bowl. So I think that as long as I mean Cup's injured apparently, so that may change things. But if you've got Aaron Donald and Cup there, I think you can still get eight, nine wins and you can still make it as a wild card team potentially Win a game if you play against one of the NFC South teams, maybe. And I think they're definitely being underpelled. Andy, Andy, listen to what you just said. You said you would give a team eight or nine wins just because they have Aaron Donald, fair enough, and Cooper Cup, right? Look at Washington's front four. Every single one is a first-round pick. Every single one of our... Well... No, John Dotson, first-round pick. Terry McLaurin, one of the greatest receivers in the NFL at the moment. And no one's saying that we're going to be an eight and nine team. We were eight and a half with Heineke, bro. <laughs> Do some research. We haven't had an 11-plus win season since 1999 or one. I think it was actually one. Um, but there's no way that this defense is worse than it was last year. And there's no way that this offense is worse than it was last year. So tell me. How do you see Washington as an eight-win, nine-win team? Not you, the media. It doesn't make sense. And it's very hard for people to back it up other than pulling back, well, historically. Yeah, I mean, yeah, historically, but this isn't history. This is the future. This is the present. This is what's about to happen. And this defense is going to destroy people. And this offense is going to surprise people. And we haven't even talked about Eric Bieniemy. So... Mm. I mean, that's, we are short of time, but in terms of the enemy, I mean, I think in terms of the offense, I think it all depends on somehow because he hasn't had yet a game in many games in regular season. I think once he has a few games, if he does turn out as good as he looked in preseason, I think it's a different story. But I think right now, because because we haven't yet seen him have a big enough time as a starter in a regular season game, I think that's the only thing people are maybe, same as Jordan Love, same as Jordan Love. And I think that, um, that will be the sticking point, I think, until he starts he starts playing, really. But I, I do think, you know, I think it's the enemy as well. There's a lot of talk about people saying he was too intense in training. I saw recently about um, an inside of saying how the players were moaning about him maybe being too... One offensive lineman was a little bit butthurt and it turned into a far too big of a story. Every other person is fine with how he coaches. And to be honest, if you're not fine with how he coaches, toughen up and go and get another job then. You know, I'm sorry, you're paid too much money to do too small of a sample set not to be able to do it well and right. And if you can't do it right, there's people that are going to replace you. So I, I'm all for hard coaching. I am very much a believer in not the carrot and the stick method, the stick and stick method. 
that's how I train. That's how I prefer to be trained. That's how I like to teach. I will beat you until you understand. And I'm happy that my head coach is coming in there because let's see what the alternative was. Jay Gruden, who got nipple crippled by his wide receiver in front of the other and did nothing. You know, you want that level of respect for your head coach? You want one of the guys, you know? Nah, I want someone that is going to get my troops in line. I want them to hustle to the line. I want them to run off the field. I want to finish plays. And I want to get yelled at if they're not doing it right. Hell yeah. Why would anyone not want that? You can't handle it. Get out the league. Go and be a milkman. <laughs> Did you worry that maybe Reed and Holmes could have made him look better than he is? Felt like Adam Gase was manning. Do you, does that worry you at all, the fact that potentially... Oh yeah, Adam Gase, that that classic real success story when it came to him being a head coach. Easy, you know, to just go, well, look what Adam Gase went to the Bears and we're absolutely shit. Yeah, true, true, true. But what, that's your that's the only evidence that Eric B. is not going to succeed? Mm. Listen to what Patrick Mahomes says. Listen to what his players say. Why did Andrew Wiley come here then? Why did Byron Pringle come here then? Listen to what Andy Reid says. Don't listen to people that haven't worked with him, that want to create a narrative a biased narrative, right? For whatever reason you want to say, reasons why he didn't get a head coaching job. We'll see how the season goes. We'll see. I don't think anyone that has watched this preseason so far or training camp regrets having Eric Bieniemy running our team. Okay, I like it. I like it. Um, finally, before we do go, week 16 and 17, on the road to the Jets and at home to the 49ers. wild card win win wild card thank you good night so we need it that's brilliant um so that has you coney looking at the rest of the thing you are coney let me get this table up a second you are our joint ninth most optimistic fan out of 22 so that's that's pretty good that's stunning i'm normally like one or two <laughs> i'm doing really well so what did i finish this on 11 and 6 yeah 11 and 6 so yeah you've that's got... what i want to see that was it <laughs> that's what's gonna be that was it that's what i was going for as long as we get 11 wins, if we can get more than 11, fantastic. But like, you know, it's been so long since we've had an 11 win season. And like I said, Heineke got us eight and a half on the back of the world. So that is sadly another season preview that has been cut short. But a huge thank you to Chris for coming on to talk all things Washington Commanders. If you like the episode, um, do keep an eye out on the podcast, whether your team's been done already or whether your team is to come on our season previews. Our next one is going to be the Indianapolis Colts with George on Sports. And I hope you like that one and the rest. But in the meantime, if you're watching on YouTube, don't forget to like and subscribe. If you are listening to our Apple Podcasts or Spotify, don't forget to follow the podcast for the rest of the season previews as well as the regular season and playoff content that will come this season and beyond. But in the meantime, we will see you guys next time. Thank you.